podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs to our sponsors. But before that, hey, go leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts um, or if it's iTunes or something. We love those five-star reviews. Go over and leave those. They help so much, and that's why we're able to keep this podcast free at this point. Also, go over and check out um, our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. Um, it will, I mean, I, I, yeah, that phone me and I'll tell you how great it is. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for, co- for coaches who want to get better. Uh, right now, we're running a quarterly membership, which I think is unique. Um, but what I think makes our our membership unique is it's run by me. It's run by someone that's been there. Um, has, it coaches every day, 24-7, in the gym, dealing with the parents, all that. Not run by a college coach, not run by um, a big conglomerate. It's me. And uh, I think it's like if you need if you need help on a Tuesday in February, I'll be there to help you. So come over and check out teachhoops.com. Um, it is the one-stop shop, and our roadmap is second to none. It, it will it will it will walk you through the steps you need to to put rings on the finger and pictures on the wall so let's head off to the podcast yeah n- nothing close to that level i i, get, I give private lessons locally in, in maryland i coach a kind of ninth grade select team so uh okay. nothing near that level but yeah just obviously love the game and and you know everything i can do in it i, I love to do so are you are you looking to coach at the high school level or the collegiate level or anything like that Definitely not collegiate, so I mean, because like I said, the, the lifestyle and the recruiting and everything that goes into it. Now <laughs> oh, is- tell me, tell me about it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had opportunities. It's like, I don't really want to go spend a day in July in a gym watching oh. a 17 year old deciding if they're going to, if I'm going to pay, make my mortgage payment, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. really. so <laughs> it's brutal. And, and that was the one thing, one great thing about the NBA is it's all basketball, you know, and you hear people that, right. that made that leap, like from college coaching to the NBA. I mean, they just love not having to deal with all that, that nonsense anymore, but, uh, but yeah, not, not looking at college. I mean, yeah, I'd be open to coaching high school or something like that. I'm just, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a teacher obviously, so I don't know exactly how some of this stuff works and um, you know, how it would work for me, but uh, I'm always open to anything. I, you know, still trying to figure out exactly what the, uh, what you the know, next what the step is. Yeah, like. no, no. I, I, I mean, th- yeah, it's obviously easier if you're a teacher and stuff, but um, yeah, it, it's like, well, it's similar to the NBA. It's like, it's, it's, it's really about getting to know the right people that are going to be doing the, you know, the hiring yeah. and all those kind of things. It's, it's um, yeah, it's very similar to that. Like you just, you know, got to get in front of the right AD or right school and, you know, um it's like life a lot of it's what what you know rather than who you know you know or it's sort of who you know not what you know um so it's it's sometimes that kind of stuff um what uh as you coach that ninth grade team what's the hardest thing to teach them at that level oh boy where do i start (laughs) um no i mean you know they're they're mostly good kids it's just uh yeah i mean it's funny because you know, obviously, like I said, I'm uh, Gary Williams' disciple, Randy Whitman' disciple, who both are, you know, Bob Knight, uh, you know, the hard-charging lunatic type. And so 
I'm a little bit calmer than that, but uh, yeah, you better. Well, the, and that's a different era too. Yeah, though. that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but still, you know, I, I love defense. I, you know, I'm, I'm huge on, uh, you know, kind of pack line, everybody helping each other out, and uh, you know, the kids these days. I mean, just you know, quite frankly, again, just don't understand how hard you have to work every single practice, every single drill, and there's just you know, the, there's so much wasted time of guys kind of going through the emotions and, and having to stay on them all the time about just, you know, we cannot take plays off. And so, again, I mean, it's 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 really hard. And I, I know you know it very well. But, but yeah, I mean, the you know, the biggest thing I just try to instill is is that mindset and um, not having an off switch. And, uh, you know, I've had some teams that they get that and, and really improve and, and, you know, get better. And, uh, you know, some kids who, again, just don't really – don't really love the game or don't really know, you know, what it takes to kind of play at, uh, at a higher level. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy, but, uh, I try to just definitely get the, the passion for the game and the, the work ethic, um, you know, is, is the thing I try to instill the most. I, I, I tell, uh, I tell all young coaches too. It's like, that's where you should start. You should actually start coaching like a seventh grade team. Cause if you can teach seventh graders things or fifth graders things, then teaching a 17 year old's easier, a 22 year old's easy. It's like, right. um, I, you know, it's, a, it's a lot harder to teach the game and the skills at the, at the younger levels and, um, you know, coaching's coaching, but, yeah. uh, but it's, uh, as, as you get younger, it's more of the minutia of the game, which I think really makes you a better coach. Um, yeah, no, sorry to interrupt. It's funny. It's funny you say that though, because you know, like, uh, like in the lessons I give, for example, I mean, I've had some kids, you know, that are nine years old, whatever, never played basketball. And honestly, one of the parts that's been the biggest challenge to me is, uh, you know, like, like starting from that literal beginning of basketball, like how do I teach them how to, how to shoot a layup to gather the basketball to take the, you know, the footwork, you know, like I, I can diagram a, you know, floppy fist or, you know, 10 million different plays, but, but you're right. When you, when you have to get back to the, the real core of the game, the, the absolute fundamentals, it does make you kind of rethink things and make sure you, you know, understand all the minutia and, and have to, uh, you know, have to be able to break it down from a, uh, from a beginner's level. So. Right. And that, and that I, personally, I think that's the fun part. Um, so uh, where's my thing? Um, so what, uh, so <laughs> explain in the NBA, the differences between like the offenses and the defenses that we see versus the collegiate level. Um, I'd say NBA offense is uh, obviously a lot, you know, a, a lot more vanilla kind of than, than college In you know, college. There's so many different, different yeah. systems and different, you know, motion and uh, you know, uh, across the country. I mean, you probably see 150 different ways of, of playing and philosophies and so on and so forth. NBA is such a, such a copycat league that, you know, everybody's virtually running the same things. You know, there's maybe two or three teams that are kind of drastically different, but for the most part, it's spread, pick and roll. It's five out, it's pace and space. It's, you know, everybody's doing it virtually the same way. Um, on the defensive side, you know, it, it, college obviously has, has more, you know, more zone, more, uh, a lot more pressing funky things that you don't see much of obviously zones making a little bit of a comeback, but you know, you, you don't see hardly any pressing and things like that. Um, in what, do the you NBA, think of the, what do you think a zone? Um, 
What do you think of the zone in at at that level? At like the youth level? No, at at the at, we used to not be able to zone at the NBA level. Oh, now yeah. you can. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's definitely important to, especially to mix in kind of as a, you know, a little bit of just of a junk defense and the throw teams off. I mean, I love the way that Brad Stevens kind of initially started doing it. You know, when, when he started in the NBA, it was kind of whenever a team would, would call a timeout or at the end of the game or whatever, he would come out in a, like a one three one and just totally throw off, you know, whatever play you had drawn up. So I like it that way. I like it a lot more than I do having like a, a steady diet of it. I mean, obviously it's uh, it's really hard to do in the NBA with the uh, defensive three second rules and, and so on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if we're even seeing, you know, the Clippers in, in game five played a, you know, a ton of zone and it definitely, you know, it can, can be useful to, uh, to throw somebody off. I, I just, <laughs> I, I really hate it at the youth level. We don't have to get too deeply into that. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a whole, podcast we could spend an hour on that like yeah. it should be banned before the kids are in ninth grade at least you know Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um no i just wondered i mean it does and, and this is from just an outsider looking in it look it definitely de- it definitely looks more vanilla that's why i'm not i'm never sure um at the at the nba level it definitely looks more vanilla than it does at the you know yeah. collegiate level I, I think increasingly too I, I think that's happened more even in the last you know, three, four years. Cause honestly, when I started in the NBA, I, I was pretty shocked that, you know, we, we had like a 150 play playbook, you know, there, there were a lot of teams that called 40 set plays a game. Um, you know, and it seems like more and more over the last few years, there's less and less set plays um, and more just, you know, I think the analytic influence has been uh, now we want just the style of playing. We want rim and threes and it's kind of made, almost, you know, the game a little homogenous. And I think it's made it too, too vanilla. You know, they, you can't really, there's not enough execution of like, okay, you know, we've got this set, we're going to go to late game and run this. And now you see teams that just all they can do is spread, pick and roll and drive and kick. And they, you know, they don't, Tony, uh, coaches like that don't even really call plays. I mean, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's definitely changed a lot. And, uh, you know, the analytics, have brought some some good things to the game, but I think they also have, uh, you know, jumped a little bit too far in the uh, in the direction of oh, we only want you know these specific shots and, and lost some of the uh, some of the beauty of the game and some of the um, you know mid range that we see coming back every playoffs and, and how important obviously that shot is still. Well, I mean, because you can get it. That's the issue. Is like I think that's part of it. I, I I'm I'm convinced the mid game is not dead. People think it's dead. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, 100%. Cause, yeah, because it's like at least at the even at the high high school we I know I can get shots in that window. So um, you basically got to be able to shoot those and make them at a point where okay, yeah, it's um. It's almost I don't want to say it's like a layup, but it's got to almost be in that in that scenario that it's got to be that easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So tell me a little bit about your YouTube channel and your podcast. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying that. I'm enjoying the podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe and like. We, we appreciate those. Those five-star reviews mean a lot to us. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, I'm going to challenge you right now. I do this once in a while. I'm going to challenge you to become a better basketball coach. Um, 
you know, grit. I was just doing something about grit. Grit is passion and perseverance. And if you have those, you have to get better. Let teachhoops.com help you do that. Go over and check it out. 14 day free trial. And let's head back to the podcast. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I just try to, uh, <laughs> it's very, very nitty gritty. It's very, uh, nuanced. I mean, I, you know, the, the video I did yesterday, I did a video kind of, a. Uh, you know, how to watch basketball like a coach. I, I broke down game five through like the lens of Ty Lue. And that video is uh, almost 20 minutes long. And that was just for the first half of the game. So right. I'm definitely not great at the uh, concisity, the, you know, breaking things down to quick minute, quick hitters, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I, I try to almost do them like NBA level film sessions, like the same way, you know, we watch film in the NBA and then we had to break down film. And I, I try to point out, you know, all the little details and all the things that, uh, you know, fans probably don't, don't see and, and miss. So yeah, I try to just come at it more from a, uh, from an X and O standpoint, a perspective of somebody that's, that's been there. And that's, you know, obviously vastly different from all the hot take clickbait media stuff that's kind of dominates it today. And, uh, yeah, so just try to kind of bring an authentic, uh, viewpoint of somebody that, that did work there for a reasonable amount of time and, uh, hopefully can, can break it down to, younger coaches and, and players and fans at a, at a, you know, high level of detail. Okay. So, so, and then what is the difference between that and the podcast? Um, yeah, the podcast, I, I mean, I just have a little more, you know, conversational, obviously. I mean, I had, I had, uh, you know, Fran Fraschilla came on, uh, Tim Kirchin did, did an episode about, uh, about basketball with me. Um, you know, some coaches, players, things like that. So, yeah, I just, I just go to that one when I'm too long form, even for YouTube, when, you know, when I need 30 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, I just uh, like to have a couple of different uh, avenues to, to get some stuff out there. And it's really like I'm because I'm just I'm as, as you're talking here, I'm just kind of I'm, I'm surfing so no one can see that. But um, so I see that it's really NBA based. Like you, I'm looking at your Patreon page, too, even it's like you do stuff with you know, post-game, pre-game stuff of NBA games. So it's really NBA-based. Like, you're talking yeah. about that type of game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, uh, you know, like, when it comes to draft time, I mean, I try to break down, like, the top 10 or so picks. And, I, you know, I try to, um, you know, I, I, I try to explain the fundamentals of the game and definitely do some videos and, uh, you know, suggestions. I did a, a basketball IQ podcast, actually, is one of the ones – on my chat, on my podcast that I think, you know, young coaches, people trying to get into the game could learn a lot from. So try to do stuff like that. But, but yeah, I mean, my true love obviously is, is the NBA and, uh, you know, try to uh, do as much from that uh, as I can. Okay. I know. I, I think that's great. I think I, I and I, and well, <laughs> from someone that's doing podcasts and YouTube and all that kind of stuff on a pretty regular basis, it's like, I think that's a really good, uh, um, that's a really good niche of as far as specific things that you need. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, all right. couple things. Um, do you, uh, do you um, have any, did, did you see that? Did you see NBA guys having superstitions and things like that? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, you know, John Wall, I would remember, I think would, uh, would drink like a McDonald's hot chocolate with like 20 sugars or something ridiculous. He ah. needed every single pregame. There's a uh, definitely some odd ones like that. I, I tried to, uh, you know, I, I'd be working like such a madman to try to finalize the, the pregame edit and stuff that I'm sure I 
a lot of them, you know, I didn't even have a clue were going on, but, uh, but yeah, definitely big time creatures of habit and, uh, you know, all about the routine, uh, at that level. So. And, and what's the variation on the, on the coaching level? Like, like do, do all, I mean, is there a huge difference in preparation from team a to team B or whatever? It doesn't, I don't, whatever. Um, is there, do you think how the Mavs do it versus the Bucks do it versus the Lakers do? I mean, or is it all pretty similar? Um, like in, in terms of our preparation, I mean, personally, like, especially under Whitman, I mean, we, I, I tell people we prepare for every game. Like it was a, like it was a playoff game. I mean, Randy Whitman, you know, what I learned from him really was just his attention to detail was nuts. I mean, he could be, you know, in a, in a, a film session or just watching film as coaches and he'd say, Oh yeah, didn't they run that play seven years ago on the left side of the floor in the third quarter? Didn't they run horns twist? Like he just has that kind of beautiful mind, photographic, crazy memory. Um, so he was, he was unbelievably detail oriented and, and every, you know, we'd meet for an hour and a half before practice every day, you know, watch a hundred something clips. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I did also learn and realize that there's different ways to, to do it because Brooks, like, you know, like I said, he was very much the opposite of that was more just kind of let's have good relationships. Let's keep guys positive and let's let them play. Um, you know, in terms of how, how teams, uh, like play and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny cause there'd be very different ways that you'd have to prepare like Golden State. Obviously, you know, they, they hardly call any plays. They pretty much just have a, a movement system and, you know, Kerr's the post splits and his philosophy and all that. And so, you know, for them, you just kind of had to, to drill principles and then, you know, try to have a general framework for what we wanted to do. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that's what, you know, made guys like that so hard to guard because, you know, they don't, they don't call plays. There's nothing you can tell the team is coming. It's more so just about, um, you know, making them realize you can't relax for a second uh, on Steph and, and company or you're, you're done. Okay. Um, so let me ask you, um, let me ask you some rapid fire questions, um, that we kind of do at the end. Do you have a favorite brand of basketball, like actual, the actual ball we play the game with? Do you have a favorite brand that you like? Um, I like the, the evolutions, right? Uh, what, what one is that? I don't even remember. Yeah, I know that. I know, uh, ooh, what Wilson, is it? I guess. The is Wilson, it Wilson? Maybe Wilson, Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Gritty. Okay, why? Um, I, you know, I think because like we talked about, I, I think uh, hustle, energy, defense, all those things are are so important to winning. And uh, you know, again, that's why you see the the Patrick Beverleys, the PJ Tuckers, guys like that having you know deep playoff runs and, and being such important players in the playoffs is because uh you know that energy is contagious you need those lockdown defenders to win in the playoffs and i think it's uh you know it's such an important part of uh of being a good basketball team um if you could go to one sporting event in the world what would you go to nba finals uh one sporting uh uh do you have a favorite pregame meal did you have a favorite thing you ate before a game um or is it fast food in the video room that's a good question yeah uh 
it's funny in Atlanta when you play the Hawks, you'd always get post game there'd be Chick Fil A in the locker room, so that was definitely uh, something oh, yeah. to look forward to. And the players always loved uh, having that post game there. Okay, I love that. Um, do you, is there one thing that you did on the road to relax? Um, you know, I I try to go to an occasional movie if I could sneak out for couple hours without a coach needing me but uh yeah definitely didn't get a whole lot of that at the nba level but uh, i am a, a movie and, and tv show kind of guy in my uh my occasional free time uh okay. best player you have seen in person um i mean to go against lebron to to work with like personally on our team uh I'd say tie between Bradley Beal and Paul Pierce. I think both will be Hall of Famers. Okay. Um, best game you have seen in person? Whew, that's a good one, too. Wow. Um, <laughs> I guess the first one that comes to mind is uh, talking about LeBron. I mean, he hit uh, – you know, I'm sure if you Google LeBron Wizards, it's one of the first things that comes up. But that bank shot three at the buzzer, it was like point – six or you know something under a second on the clock and he caught a full court pass from Kevin Love and turned around and banked it off the class for three and I think they beat us in overtime so that uh that one was pretty unbelievable and, and pretty uh devastating obviously for us personally all right one word you do would just one book you would recommend to a young coach there's a great book called NBA coaches playbook on Amazon um okay yeah, just it kind of has a it has like 30 or so like guest authors. I think each chapter is like written by a different different coach. It features like a sample scouting report, sample game plan. It just has a lot of a lot of cool features, a lot of cool things for, for coaches to look at and, and study. And uh, that one really helped me uh, learn the game at a higher level. OK, um, one bit of advice you'd give. This is always my last question. One bit of advice you'd give to a young coach. Yeah, no, I just uh, I freeze because there's so much that comes to mind. But I'd say, uh, you know, again, the biggest thing to me is I think just try to emphasize above all playing hard. Um, I, I love, for example, like what you see Ty Lue in the playoffs. I mean, if you watch him on the sidelines, whenever they get a good shot, he, he's applauding. He's positive. He's upbeat. Doesn't matter if it goes in or not, you know, but I, I think that's that's big. And obviously, like I said, you know, as coaches, we get negative. It's, you know, you're grading, you, you get pissed off obviously at, at a lot of things, but I think that kind of positivity and, and evaluating again, the, the process, instead of caring about the result that, you know, the shot didn't go in, evaluate the process, applaud, good effort, good unselfishness, teamwork, all those things, and try to, uh, to stay upbeat and re reward, you know, doing the right things, even if you don't ultimately, you know, make shots or even win games. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. I, I will make sure I put all of your contact, your Twitter feed, um, your YouTube channel, all that down in the show notes so when people need to, to find that. And uh, I appreciate you spending the time. For sure. Appreciate you having me. Thank Thanks. you. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to hear more of these, <laughs> go over and uh, join teachhoops.com. A uh, 14-day free trial allows us allows us to do this, and then subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Um, tell us how tell us what you want to hear in the future. Steve at teachups.com. All right, have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.